Howdy, welcome to Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And, and Leonard. Oh. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah that's okay. <laughs> so you don't know how this works, right? That's okay. Well, we coached him up so well. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is actually, this. we're here with? Leonard from Truth Barbecue. Leonard from Truth Barbecue. Leonard, do you have a last name? Uh, Botello. Okay. And there's a number behind that, too. Four. Okay. Um, so anyway, we are here at Truth Barbecue. Um we're going to talk a little bit about kind of a little bit about the history of truth and, and you know, I'd, I'd say the rocket to fame uh, you guys have had a little over two years now. Um, you just came back from the Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest, opening up a second location in Houston, Texas. Um, lots of stuff going on here. Uh, first time on the podcast, though. First off, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about the the idea for truth, how it kind of came to be. I know this is a story that some may be familiar with, um, but if you're not familiar with truth, uh, Leonard, tell us how this kind of kind of came about. Oh, you want the full story or the five minute version? Uh, let's do five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just when barbecue started booming, I guess. I always thought it would be really cool to be a part of something that draws lines like that. And, you know, barbecue brings so many cool people together and it's just, it gets people in Texas really excited. And, uh, if you go and experience the lines at, you know, places like snows and places like Franklin's, it just, it's crazy to see how excited people are. And I always thought it would be a really cool part, really cool to be a part of something like that and create something like that. And that's kind of how it got started. And then after that, it was, you know, burning briskets in the backyard and, and then so on and so on. <laughs> yeah, we, we've burned a few in our day and undercooked a few in our day, too. Yeah, so yeah. We tend to undercook yeah, over I think it, burn. I think it's easier to undercook starting off than overcook. When you, um, when you, you came out here, um, you know, I think this was like Jay's Barbecue, I think, before yeah. you. Um, yeah. I remember seeing the sign on the way back. Um, what were your plans? What were you thinking this was going to be when you when you started this out? Uh, well, ultimately, what it is now, we kind of wanted to work with, it was towards that. I always wanted to, you know, create something with a lot of hype and stuff that people would want to come and stand in line for. That was our goal. Uh, but it was really hard to transition from that style of barbecue that was here before into you know it what we have is what we have and when it's gone it's gone um he cooked over i think direct heat on on b&b charcoal uh and i think were they were they brick pits they, were they, they weren't brick pits they were made out of like sheet metal and like I really don't like even know how to... Plywood tops, Yeah, plywood I think, tops, right? yeah. yeah. I, that's all I remember when I drove by yeah. was so what the plywood. S- what you saw is like how he cooked. I, I don't know how... I would have burned the place down many years ago doing it like that. I have no idea how he did it, but... I mean, it was really hot, really fast. He would come here at like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning to get the briskets on, and they'd be serving him by 11 o'clock. So, and nowhere in Burnham has, you know, the style of Central Texas, like, style barbecue like what you'd find in austin or whatever so it was a really hard transition when they when we tra- changed over that's what they're expecting is that hot and fast of uh it was it was hard to explain that that a lot of people thought that the brisket was way too greasy and that 
that was that was a hard transition on <laughs> yeah they, they want the bark cut off yeah they, they want, want all lean the, yeah. and they want sauce right yeah um and and of course what you did was you brought in higher quality meats you know to kind of match what, yeah. what you were trying to achieve um, which brings in a higher price i mean naturally you know there's no way around that um you know that was looking at that i mean i assume that was your goal as well was to bring in the right quality of meat bring in the right product and, and kind of make a name for yourself out here. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping that somebody would notice you or the person that happened to notice that. I don't know how you noticed that we were using those Creekstone <laughs> master chefs. I know, now I guess I kind of know, but I think you came across it on Twitter or something. I can, I, you, you actually posted a picture of yeah. the, the wrapping and, 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 and I mean, well, you I, know, I, I remember, I remember yeah. the first time we drove by, we drove by, I don't know if it was open yet or not, but I know the other place was closed. I, I want to say you guys were open, but Brian hadn't been yet. I remember, I remember him saying like, oh, I went to, you know, I remember the place that used to be there looked terrible and I haven't been to this one yet, but, uh, but I have to make it in eventually. And I don't think, I don't think it was one of the famous Brian dumpster dives that, uh, <laughs> that found out the brisket. Uh, well, I learned that from somebody else. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it was, I, I you posted it on, on Twitter or yeah. something and, um, and, and at the same time, when you, you know, I'm not going to say that I can tell the difference between Creekstone and 44 Farms, yeah. but you can tell the difference between quality brisket. Yeah. It, it is definitely distinguishable from a lower end brisket to a higher end right. brisket. And you mean tell the difference visually, just seeing the picture. Uh, you, you can, can do it visually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and when it's cooked right, I mean, you get a good idea. I mean, you can see how moist a brisket is in a picture. Yeah. Um, you know, if you leave something out for a while, it's going to dry out. But right. And if you look at enough of them, you can tell rendered fat to non-rendered fat. Yeah. And right. Things like if it's that. wider versus clear, right. it's easy. Yeah. Way. If you yeah. get that translucent fat, you know that it's been rendered and things like that. But uh, no, I remember. Uh, I remember one of Brian's first visits. It was. I don't remember the day, but I remember it was the day that Back Pew Brewing opened in Porter because he was supposed to meet me there later that day. And he goes, oh, I'm going to stop by Truth. and That's when we wore our matching Opie shirts yeah, by accident. Yeah, one of the stupid-ass things we've done. But uh, but I remember he saying, oh, I'm going to stop by Truth, and I'll, I'll bring you something if I don't eat it all, and da-da-da-da-da. And so I'm like, okay. And, and I think you'd already been once before at this point. I, yeah, the first time I stopped in, I got a quarter pound, left, walked out and left. Right. Really sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but at that time, we were following, like, so many people on, you know, the blog spots and everything. And we came across, we came across, and it was kind of, like, dead for a while. We, I mean, we're out here in Brenham. We didn't expect anybody to come in and, like, write something. And we were super psyched when we saw it. I mean, Brian was, like, the first person. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. When somebody's writing about you, so yeah, even if it is him, yeah, even if it's not, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember you bringing that slice to the brewery. It was a couple hours old, and you know, so I always try to like factor in the expectation based on okay, I'm not getting a fresh slice, not getting this, not getting that. And I remember I had that first pint. I was like, damn it, he wasn't exaggerating. <laughs> a gun. It's, so, it's, it's yeah. really good brisket. Yeah, and, no, and a couple weeks else. later we were up there. You know, we yeah. were up here and eating full spreads. But, but yeah, it was a you know. It was a quick ascension for you, for Truth and for you guys as far as from when you opened to when you started getting a little bit of the momentum. Um, so what what was it like after after you started getting those first few you know bloggers coming in and Instagram folks coming in? Like, uh, did you see the uptick in? Yeah, people? actually, we kind of like we record every kind of little thing that happens to see the increase and stuff like that. So you can see like when so-and-so comes in or when whatever is written there there is like even the slightest bit of increase it does like social media outreach is crucial for this business and you can actually see 
like I said, even if it's the littlest increase, there it's there. No matter if somebody's saying your name, somebody's going to hear it. So it's actually it's really cool like to see the chart and stuff like that. I see those things kind of grow. Yeah, I mean, I know it was. It went from, you know, a couple of people and a couple more people and then a couple more people. And then, you know, before you knew it, you were one of the bigger names as far as things you'd see on social media. If you looked at barbecue or you followed any like the Instagram accounts and things like that, it's a part of it is. And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast is you have the food has to look good. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, it's kind of bad to have to say that, but but it's true. And it has to be plated well. And it has. It's you know, the Instagram the, age. And, and everybody knows, you know, uh, meat on butcher paper looks better than meat on a paper plate. Yeah. You know, and th- those things are those things are important these days. And, you know, it's kind of sad because it does nothing to do with the quality of the food, but it, it's important. But and it, well, especially if you're trying to get people to a smaller town that they may or may not go to, that's going to be one of the things that's really going to draw someone. Yeah. Like, Man, that looks like some of the best barbecue I've seen anywhere. I, you know, Brenham, not Brenham, I'm coming out here. And so I think that that probably helped. And then, of course, once they tasted the food, then obviously they're coming back. Yeah, I just wanted to make something. Appe- I, I don't know. I When I see a really cool plate of barbecue, not even barbecue. I tell this to everybody. Like, no matter what kind of food it is, if it's if it's plated right, somebody's going to want to take a picture of it. So uh, I just thought. Let's well, do it here. Sadly, <laughs> if even if it's not plated right, then yeah. you take a picture, yeah. and then, and yeah, then you've I got know, a different right? problem on your hands. And you're like, oh, what did he do to that piece of meat? <laughs> right. I mean, there's places that have changed their lighting because it doesn't photo well. Yeah. And that's that's just the reality of today. You know, got to do it. Um, so, you know, you were you were checking along. Business was getting a little bit better. Um, I, you know, and then uh, Daniel Vaughn came out before you made the list, obviously. Yeah. Um, I would assume it just kept kind of going up from there. Yeah. I mean, was there any, any kind of plateaus or spikes along the way? With, like cooking volumes, did you ever find out that you were, you know, when you, you have a new pit now, but, you know, that came after the list came out. Was there any kind of struggles as you went through that, that ascension? Uh, no. We, I think we got that one. When did that pit come in? Was it? I think it was right when the list came out. Was it right before the list came out? Yeah. Like a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We just didn't really tell anybody about that one. Uh, Yeah. What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of like as you were were getting bigger, volume was coming up, right? Yeah. Was there anything that you really had to struggle with or work to as the volume started to build? I mean, you, you now have two people cutting meat as well, but that's all come since the list. Yeah. Was the list really when that jumped or was uh, there anything between there no i mean like i said it just it grows every time that somebody you know whoever comes in and somebody writes about it somebody puts it on a blog like it just grows it naturally grows i mean yeah there's going to be certain spikes of different things of course texas monthly was really big but like even if you somebody posts a picture on their uh, instagram and they have you know five ten thousand followers there's i mean there's a a nice little thing in uh, uh, a nice little bump in, in product and sales and everything but well, it looks like the words really getting out um, I heard I w- unfortunately I wasn't able to make it to the Texas Monthly Fest this year but the, I saw pictures of your line there definitely looks like people are, are enjoying it and trying it and know who you are which is I think it's working exactly the way you want to as far as getting the word out yeah Texas Monthly that was probably 
that weekend sucked. I'll be honest with you. It was <laughs> it was hard. It was tiring because we had to do that brunch the day before. Oh, that's right. So we were like back and forth, back and forth from Houston. I mean, Austin. Yeah, Houston to Brenham to <laughs> to Austin. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Uh, but that was a badass. That that event was badass. Uh, plus we we bought some extra tickets and took our entire staff. We didn't really want to leave anybody at home because we want everybody to be a part of it. So it was cool to have like everybody there and like to see everybody getting really excited about it. And we got to interact with all the people that have been wanting to come to truth, but haven't been able to come to truth. So I I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Like I said, it was hard work, but it was definitely worth it. So is there anything about, the whole barbecue business barbecue world that you didn't expect when you opened the restaurant like oh i didn't think this would be that big of a deal or uh i didn't think that i would meet as many like i we've like i met you guys i mean like there's a lot of cool people that are involved in barbecue i think that's that's like the the biggest curveball like how many people like really appreciate it and like the friends that you make along the way i think that's really cool we're gonna make you call it call out at least one other barbecue joint that's cool that's cool. Uh, I always thought Mikowitz was cool. I love, I like uh, Mikowitz Craft. Tom and his team, Tom, Tom and Lane. Tom. Yeah, they're yeah. all, I mean, they're cool. Like, I had a blast with them at Red Dirt. They're cool. Uh, Franklin's, uh, they're always great. They're great if we go over there or they come over here. It's always fun. So, uh, I, I just, I really like Central Texas style barbecue. So, I tend to go to, um, Austin or you know up in that area and uh, another one that I really like is I told I talked to y'all about it is Opie's I, I really like Opie's uh, and they're always so friendly there it's a cool experience I mean that building's that building looks really badass I've gotten some really cool built shots of the 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 sign like in the clouds and stuff like yeah, it's a really classic sign yeah it's a, yeah, it's a cool it's, it's a cool great, spot great folks great food yeah and if you can make it out that way, it's a great location. Oh yeah, you can you can spend the day driving around the hills. Oh, it's out beautiful there. up there. As long that's as a, your engine doesn't blow up, it's a yeah, wonderful place to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a fun drive. I think last time we went to Opie's, we went to uh, Cooper's. So that's a, that's another good yeah. trip. Yeah, you can go out that way, yeah. and, and you're talking about the Lano location. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. So it's pretty country out there. So. Yeah. yeah, I love sunsets out there. It's just that's like quintessential. Central West Texas podcast. I love Texas. Yeah, you know, get get Chet. You know, get let's go day tripper and let's go out for a ride (laughs) out there. Um, Tell us though, you know what? What do you 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 talked about Central Texas barbecue style, and and we've talked about it. But what what does that mean? I mean, what is what is Central Texas to you? Oh man, I don't even know. Uh, Just the flavor, like the like like Dylan and I were talking, like he was talking about earlier that this. The simplicity of the the ribs like it's not a ton of sauce it's not a ton of salt and pepper it's just like you taste the flavor of the meat and it's straightforward like you don't need to cover it with anything it doesn't need to be overpowered with smoke and it, it's just it's a real pure flavor i guess i would say so i enjoy that i i, I like i feel like up in that central texas area you know they just stay true to if you have a good piece of meat and you have some basic seasonings and some smoke, you can create an awesome product. And I just, I kind of stand behind that. So time and a little love and yeah. pride. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I would agree, you know, um, but what's different that I think you guys do, which I don't associate in general with central Texas is the sides and, and the craft bread. And oh, yeah. it's the little touches that to me, it's actually a different 
it's a different type of barbecue in central than central Texas. Yeah. I don't want to use the word hipster because no, I don't no. I don't think it's hipster. Oh I man, think, some yeah. lady tore into me and Dylan on on Yelp oh, or no. TripAdvisor the other day. Well, I mean she she left a five star review, but she was like, <laughs> oh man, I wish I could pull it up. She was like hipster boys think they can cook barbecue <laughs> and she was like damn it i was wrong they can cook barbecue she was like i don't know she just went on this whole thing You're about like, thank like, you for that backhanded yeah, compliment thank you yeah. so much lady yeah i mean I, I think there's a difference between what i call meat market style so so what i would categorize it is is there's central texas which is basically in the seasonings more than anything in the lack of sauce then you've got meat market style which is no focus at all on the sides the sides are just because that's where they came from yeah right it was it was grocery store sides if you had anything um and then hipster to me is another it goes another step and new school or Leroy evan Leroy is a good example of of taking it to a, a completely different level which is different meats and and way different seasonings but what you're doing, I wouldn't call hipster, but I just call it good. Right. Well, <laughs> to me, it's you know places like like Truth and even places like La Barbecue. To me, are kind of like the evolution of what Central Texas style is. Like Central right. Texas style started as this simplistic, basic seasoning, like you said, smoke and thyme. You know, and again, the sides were kind of an afterthought. But I think as people learn more about what what a full menu experience can be. I think that's where you've seen people care more about what they're putting on the plate in terms of sides and desserts. And of course we'll talk about the cake at some point, but uh, <laughs> that's a secret weapon here. Right. Right. But I, I think that's kind of been something that's, that's changed. I would say in the last five, six years, cause even, you know, not, I wouldn't even credit Franklin with it. Cause Franklin serves pretty, pretty standard. It's, it's meat, meat market, market style. style yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, it's still coleslaw, potato salad and, and beans. beans. That's, that's it. three, three yeah. sides. And, and the desserts are outsourced. And they're your standard yeah. versions of those items. Yeah. I mean, and that's not a knock on them. It, it is. They are what they are. They're very true to that style. It is, it is a perfection of meat market yeah. style barbecue. Yeah. And you mentioned Micklewaite. I think Micklewaite is one of the one of the first real pioneers of those things. Of yeah. Starting to bring in more of the, you know, for lack of a better term, chefing up the sides oh, and things yeah. like that um, and, and doing more, you know, artisan sausages and stuff like that. That's I was coming. honestly super excited for them to be on the list. I was like really crossing <laughs> my fingers. I really wanted them to be in the top yeah. 10. Uh, well, because we lived on the same street as them. And you were so, there a lot. Yeah. So Abby and I would go like all the time and it's like, it's just good. And it was like, if I wanted some good barbecue, it's just like, I'd walk down there. It's just so easy. It, and it's it was probably like, the most underrated oh, yeah. quality barbecue joint. I mean, Curlin's another one that didn't even make the list. Yeah. But, um, but Micklewaite has been doing it for a long time. Yeah, he's been there for a while. That yeah. was him and Franklin were one of the like handful of places that we went to before we opened Truth, and that was like that was like right when I started cooking barbecue. So, I mean, he's been there for a while, busting his ass. So mm-hmm. I was really excited for them to be on there. Yeah, it's great food and the the um, jalapeno, the uh, cheese grits, jalapeno and cheese grits, ridiculous. And, I mean, that in addition to the food, and and another thing is he plates his food extremely well. Yeah. I mean, it, his beef ribs take really good pictures too. Yes. <laughs> yes. See, um, I remember and very creative sausage. Yeah, just yeah. a few weeks after the list came out, I remember I went to Micklewaite, and I, of course you drive by Franklin to go to Micklewaite, yeah. and there's a hundred people standing outside, and we walk and we, we drove to Micklewaite, and we got there at like ten thirty, and felt like a couple of idiots because there's no one else there yeah like, how is there no one else here right now i have no idea and there's a hundred people standing outside for franklin it's not enough just a hundred uh, at least i didn't count yeah. i was driving too fast but <laughs> but it's it's just one of those things and, where and like you said it's not a knock on franklin no it's just but, that there's 
it's some it's badass almost, barbecue right down the street. Right, <laughs> right, like, right, and you can get both in one day. I mean, you can literally, and we've talked about this. We've done it. While you, yeah, while you're waiting <laughs> oh, in yeah. line at Franklin, you can walk. Somebody can walk over to Micklewaite, get the food, and come back. Yeah, and eat, and you can still eat both. And you know, at a minimum, I'd recommend that. If not, going after Franklin, but um, it, it, I think extremely underrated. You know, you get a lot of people that get. Um, press either because the way they look or their food looks or they're doing some unique type of fusion that that makes them stand out and and tom and team have been just cranking away forever just oh, yeah. doing what they do it's i think great. what i think what hurt them is when they were on that food paradise episode oh yeah some idiot talking about uh <laughs> for those that don't know brian was on an episode of food paradise <laughs> at Micklewave a few years back <laughs> I just I well we were at I think Snows and somebody said hey they're gonna be a, they're gonna be filming at Micklewaite that morning so basically you're and a fame so, whore is what you're saying well I wouldn't call it a fame whore I would call it <laughs> we wanted to go to Micklewaite anyway and and uh, I'm I, we probably went to Louis Miller before there because that's usually what we do Snows Louis Miller and uh, they were filming and they interviewed me and um, they you know you get so excited when that interview comes because it's like an hour of interviews yeah and you know oh can you repeat that can you repeat that and then they boil it down to like you know a minute at most but um but that was yeah you know I, but it's true i love the place it was great um and it still is and it's it's again it's it's a hidden gem in austin it's one of those places it, within the city limits of austin i think i think curlin and micklewaite within the city limits are the two that have the shortest lines and the best quality yeah. ratio. Right. Well, taking it back to back to truth, um, I know you've served some some famous, well-known people. I know Rick Perry's been in before. Um, I know Tootsie, you've stopped in a little while back. I remember seeing a picture of that on social media. Do you ever get nervous, like serving either you know celebrities or famous people or people in the barbecue industry? Does anything like, holy crap, so and so just walked in the door? Uh, sometimes, but like. I don't know. I think I get more excited that they're here and it kind of like turns into like a appreciation. So it's not really nervous. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I think I get more adrenaline off of excited when people like that come and like it gotcha. overpowers it. And it's just like, oh, screw it. Like, yeah. Well, I guess one of the good things about barbecue is there's really nothing else you can do about it. I mean, the food's yeah, already, like cooked, it's already so. cooked. It's like, hey, you're getting what we yeah. got. Yeah, and you're uh, not going to go back and cook another brisket. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, Corey always says that all the time. It's like, what are you nervous about? Like, it's already cooked. Like, it's going to be fine. It's the same as it was yesterday. And we're, like, we're both the same. Dylan and I, we're just, you know, perfectionists on that stuff. So, but like, like you said, it's already cooked. What can you do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, the, you know, like I said, the cat's out of the bag. I mean, you can try to find the best looking slide, you know, yeah. you know, this, okay, this flat doesn't look that good. This, you know, but other than that, you're, you're kind of stuck. At That's that what point, sucks but. about that right there. Like we don't have a lot of space to work with. We can't really, we don't have like three flats and, and a couple points back there. You can't, you can't go there. in the back and right. hide and go yeah. find something. Yeah. We've we so, run into that before in our little six by 10 cell. We're like, well, we can't really hide this crappy looking piece of food. <laughs> what you see is what you get. So like, yeah, you just always have to bring your game. Yeah. That's what kind of keeps us on our toes though. Honestly, is, you know, like we really don't have any space to work with. So, I mean, we can't hide briskets in the back, like, or switch them out or anything like and, that. And, so, and let's, yeah, I mean, if people don't know your your current facility here in Brenham, including the workspace for you guys, is what is that, ten by twenty? No, maybe. My yeah. dad always says this is a lot of work for a two table restaurant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a total of two tables and maybe ten chairs in here. Um, and of course, there's outside seating in the yeah. deck and everything else, yeah, which you guys not, built you last year. Hide. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah they uh, yeah. 
there's no behind the curtain. It's all don't, out there. Don't slice your finger off because your customers are going to yeah. see it. You know, very visible. Um, so, and you added, you know, you did add the deck out there. You added a second pit as things have been coming up. Um, you were able to do the um, the event in Houston with Texas Monthly. Uh, the, the oh, meet Texas up. Monthly oh, meetup meet right yeah, after yeah. Uh, right after the list came out. Right. Um, then Texas Monthly Festival. Um, and then, of course, the big news most people know about, you're, you're opening up in Houston. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your Houston location and, and what's going on with there. Um, first, most interesting thing, I mean, any, any, any dates, any ETAs? Uh, Tell us all of your secrets. We're, all of the secrets. <laughs> uh, we're shooting for the beginning of the year. We're gunning it to do that. Uh, the only thing that's hard, holding us up is, well, Hurricane Harvey kind of screwed everything over. I would, I would imagine the yeah, in, in inspections are way oh. backlogged because of everybody yeah, else. Yeah, because, I mean, everybody, the people that were already logged in to, you know, get their stuff done had to be put on the back burner, and then that double put us up double on the back burner. So, yeah. Uh, but, like I said, we're shooting for the beginning of the year. I really don't want to go past that, honestly. Well, we don't want you either. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. Like, have, working through three days a week if you see i'm quoting my I'm doing air quotes uh, well yeah you got an easy job you're working four hours a day three days a week yeah <laughs> i know right it's uh, a piece of cake I, it's just like it's a lot of work for three days and i'd rather you know it's it's hard to find staff out here because i mean it's out in the country kind of so everybody's working out on you know in the ranches and farms and stuff like that uh, i'm just excited to be able to go to houston and be open tuesday through sunday or whatever we uh, plan on doing and like being able to cook cook i mean we are cooking. you mean have a real job yeah a real job <laughs> like not three days a week uh no i just will, will you be open in the evenings is that uh, I, i'm not gonna I, i'm at, not gonna, at least when you start you're doing a lunch yeah only. we're just gonna yeah. do it because I, I i just don't know what exactly is gonna happen when we open up there's a little more articles written about it than i planned to, to be <laughs> and it's kind of getting me a little nervous so yeah, I don't know why you thought you could kind of do this undercover. You know, you're I, you're a little you're a little big in the barbecue world right now. Well, so. we tried to keep it a secret as long. Well, <laughs> it's because like I didn't like I had been play, like I told you from the get go like I wanted to open up in Houston, or Austin, but but this felt like the right place to start off. So I mean, ultimately that was our plan, and I didn't want to think anybody that like like we we're burning Burnham or we we're bouncing like really getting out of here or anything like that. So I just wanted to like gradually move into it out of respect and I mean this is the this is the baby, so nothing's ever gonna happen to this one. Well so. and yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that because I, I think that's actually gonna be a good thing if, if the lines get ridiculous in Houston, you know, which of course you want the you know, success yeah. is great. I think this may still be a way for people to come well, out and I mean and have this a is still like a like I consider it like a destination bar like it's a nice drive if you're hitting oh, it snows, 100% yeah, is, you can hit yeah. snows you can hit us and you can hit louis mueller like people do that all the time i, I would like i wouldn't want to take it's that not away. a bad drive from austin it's not a bad yeah, drive from Houston. it's right in the it's, middle yeah i was gonna say it's your perfect halfway point yeah. if you're driving to or from either city to you yeah. know to stop and have lunch and enjoy and so this this will remain open yeah um as far as as staffing uh, i i think i talked to you before but it may be some rotation or, yeah, or something we'll, for we'll, a while. Yeah, we'll do some rotations just so that way. And I just feel like it's more consistent if, you know, you have a, a bunch of the same people switching out and they're doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, so I, I don't want one to be better than the other. I just feel like they should be equal. I'd like to do the same thing we did here over there just with a bigger team. 
So let's talk about the, the building, what you can tell us anyway. Um, you've got new pits coming in, uh -huh. custom built pits. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we've talked about pit builders, but you've got your own design that you work with somebody on. Um, anything that you can tell us about the pit design for the Houston location that's different than here? Did you make them larger, more racks? I, I don't know. Oh, no. The pit that's in here that we got before Texas Monthly was basically the prototype for the Houston pits. The only thing we really changed was the height on it because it works for Dylan. It does not work for me. <laughs> yeah, Dylan, Dylan's short. just a little taller. Yeah. For those that don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, it, it, cooks, it cooks really well. It cooks even. I think we pulled off briskets, you said, like, in a 20-minute window of each other, all That's of them. That's great. So, wow. yeah. And for those that don't know, they're all they're going to be traditional offset pits. Yeah, offsets. I yeah. think I think, I think think hurt Leonard's soul. I asked him when, when the news came out, I said, so are they still going to be offsets? Or are you going to do any rotisserie? Well, like, that's what my big, like. You even asked me yeah, that. <laughs> there's, like, people seriously, th like, they think we're going into Houston, like, everything's going to change, you know. I, that like, but that's not what truth started as. So why would we do do it different over there? I, I have no interest in oilers or, or, or you know rotisserie style pits. I just think that takes the fun and authenticity out of it. Like, I want to I want to cook barbecue. I want to throw well, wood on the fire. When you're young enough, yeah. that sleep is not as important to you <laughs> oh, as it is to other people. It so. sucks. Like <laughs> on, uh, I don't know how. Dylan did it. Last week he went on a friggin' barbecue run on Tuesday after after Texas Monthly, and I was like, oh, I'm not he's getting done out barbecue of runs on the same day he works. Yeah, I'm not getting out of bed. I'm gonna stay in here. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan's a maniac. We're talking about Dylan Taylor for uh, anyone that's listening that doesn't know. Uh, we'll be having a podcast coming up with him about uh, his uh, his cooking career, his barbecue travels, and uh, whatever else comes up. So we'll. Uh, you guys should listen to that after you listen to this or before or during or however you choose to do it. Yeah. Um, with, uh, with truth Houston, is it, uh, as far as I don't know if you've got finalized plans for this yet or not, uh, layout wise, is it still going to be, you actually see the cutting going on uh, as you order? I, I can, I'm trying to keep it as authentic to Texas, central Texas barbecue or truth Burnham as I could. So, you know, basic same thing, go through the line, cut up offset pits, just a larger scale because like uh, for all of you who cook barbecue it takes the same effort to cook five briskets as it does a hundred briskets <laughs> like it's the same time like as long as you have people taking them on and off it's the same amount of work um it's just i just always thought it'd be cool to get this food out and to be able to enjoy it and enjoy people around truth in a bigger city and people have easier access to it but what we're one of our main goal is to focus on the consistency and the quality i'm not trying to jack quantity up uh i'm really not worried about that you know that'll come in time once you you, you cook and you know, like cook and move up and move up and move up uh, i really don't want to rush into that i think uh quality and consistency and speeding up the line somehow or another i mean we've been working out plans to you know serve people faster because yeah a line is great but what's better than great barbecue and not having to wait in line right. that long well, and, and we'll we'll have to we'll have to bring it up i mean today we went to corkscrew it's a saturday we got there at 12 yeah it was less than 45 minutes from the minute we got into line to when we were eating our yeah barbecue. and their line gets and their that, line that's gets great jam-packed in there yeah i mean so. that's, that's the busiest day top 10 barbecue busiest day yeah. and you guys run you know you have two cutters now here so it runs pretty quick i mean it's, it's i don't a, i don't know how i for some reason what when we have that the one of our other guys, Daydream, if he, 
there's been a couple times where he's been gone and we get out of here like an hour earlier. I don't know what's <laughs> going you on. Saying something? What, no, what, because what are you leading because there, he's you know? so much, he's so much extra help. Uh, but like, I don't know if we're just like moving way faster or what's going on. But we noticed that the other day, and it's, it kind of throws us for a loop. And he was he was giving us hell because we told him about it the other day. And he's <laughs> like, man, I'm not coming down. back. Never mind. <laughs> no, it, it um, getting in getting in synchronization in the kitchen and, and having a staff that works together well is huge. Yeah. And as you grow, you know, obviously it's something that you're going to have to learn and deal with in the Houston location, if you add, you know, is, is getting that cohesive teamwork together. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's something that a lot of people, you know, are a little nervous about, which we've talked about. You know, as you move from here, there's a certain feeling when you come to this location. Yeah. And, and how are you going to replicate that well, in Houston? It's more intimate. I think yeah. it's kind of like that whole microcosm of how fiercely loyal people are to the Texas barbecue they grew up with. And now, I know truth is in its infancy in terms of its how long it's been on the barbecue scene, but people have fallen in love with everything about this restaurant that they're just scared to death that anything yeah, might change. Yeah, anything's going to yeah. change. If anything, like, I don't, I don't know if y'all have ever been in the kitchen here. It's an easy bake oven back there. <laughs> and, like, we're not working with a lot. So it'll be fun because we'll get in, in an actual kitchen and, you know, it'll, I, it'll be I a just lot. keep watching. I'm sorry, but I keep watching people pull up. And, you know, I mean, it's 5 o'clock on a Saturday and, here comes somebody that's going to be disappointed. See, that's that's part of Brian and I's master plan is to show up at sell dot places like an hour after they close and ask barbecue. for stickers. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, we got our stickers already. Yeah. No, it, we're going to serve barbecue Jordan, outside of sold out places. Yeah, we're oh. just going to set a pop up out front when you're out of you know when you're out of barbecue. Um, <laughs> it would probably work. People would like people come up here until eight o'clock at night. Like somebody called me at like it was either seven or eight o'clock last night, and they're like, "Hey, you guys still open?" I'm like. Dude, you got the number off of Google. It has our hours. Like we don't stay open past four o'clock. And my my favorite. So actually, he's coming with his book. Actually, he does want a sticker. Oh, I'm no, not kidding no. you. And he's about to knock on the door. I yeah. uh, will just wait here for a second. Well, oh. We should interview him. Would you like to interview? Him? Yes, yes. He's going to look in the door. Um, do you want to go talk to this gentleman? I have one pork rib left. I'll sell it for fifty yes. bucks. Yes. Well, Andrew did hold on to his pork rib. That does end this part. Tune in to our next episode where we finish our interview with Leonard Botello at Truth Barbecue.